You start to achieve goals without even realizing it. You start to check off goals with more ease. And you're not so focused on having to check the boxes. You're just focused on continuing to push forwards, continuing to make progress. Welcome back to the Wellness Dojo podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Craig. I'm excited to be here as always. Um, but coming off of a high right now, our first annual New Year Ninja retreat just wrapped up this past weekend. We've got another episode coming where we're going to highlight that and talk about it and maybe even bring some of the participants in to tell you a little bit about what the experience was like. But I'm coming I'm off of it with a high, you know, I'm, I'm motivated and, and I want to keep bringing value to you guys, the people who are listening, the people who are watching, um, because that's what this is all about, creating content and providing value. And, you know, anytime I'm doing a retreat or a workshop or anything like that, it's always so fun and inspiring to see what comes up with people and how people start to a big part of it was changing the stories that we're telling ourselves and you know calling out the bullshit and and making sure that we're living the life that we want to be living and that includes achieving big goals and so what i want to talk about today is how do we achieve big goals what are the things that we need to look at what are the things that we need to deal with and overcome in order to achieve our big goals in life so without further ado Let's get right into that conversation. So how do we achieve our big life goals? Well, the first thing that I've learned is we really need to learn how to fail. And it's an interesting topic around failure because the the way that I see it, there's two different trains of thought. It's like either some people think I have to fail. Failure is, you know, something that that I need in order to learn and to be successful. And then I've heard another train of thought that's why do we need to fail? Why can't we look at what we've done well, what successes we've had and duplicate that and double down on our strengths? Well, I think it's a combination of both. And, you know, I'll tell you, losing, losing sucks. Like I hate losing. I'm a competitive martial artist. I've always been competitive in all sports and I hate losing. And I can see it now, even in my kids, like they also hate losing. My wife hates losing. Like we're a competitive family. And so I'm not saying that you should accept mediocre or that you should look for the losses or or try to try to achieve losses in order to succeed. I want you to succeed as often as possible. But the one thing that I go back to in my mind, yeah, especially with martial arts, is I would rather do my absolute best and put all the work that I could possibly put into and lose knowing that I tried everything versus times in the past where I didn't even think that I deserved to win, but I still walked away with that win. Like I've had losses that feel better than some of the wins that I've had. And it's based off of what I put into that and how valuable the experience was. And so that's something that when we're looking at learning how to fail, we got to look at the value of the failure and how valuable that that experience was for us. 
Um, you know, the one thing that I can say is you got to fail with curiosity. Get curious about why you failed, right? In the times where where I've lost and I've worked super hard and that loss felt really good, I look at that and I'm like, okay, why, you know, why did I fail? What happened there? Where can I go back to the drawing board? When you approach failures with that mindset, with that curiosity of like, where's the learning experience here? Where's the opportunity here to get better? When you can approach failing like that, it doesn't feel like a bad thing anymore. It actually feels like a pretty good thing. It's 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 an opportunity. Another big thing is we have to expect failure as well. If we're going into a new goal or a new year and we, you, we've got our minds set on success, if we don't expect that there's going to be some failures along the way, if we don't anticipate that there's going to be times when we plateau, that there's going to be times when we do get stuck or we feel like a complete failure at times, we have to expect that that's going to be a part of the process. And if we can expect that as a part of the process, then I think you set yourself up for approaching that failure just just a little bit better, right? Um, I think, I mean, you have to you have to just expect that there's going to be struggles along the way. And if you're going into it, then you need to read. If you're going into it, not expecting that there's going to be struggles, expecting that's going to be a perfect process, you're setting yourself up for disappointment from the get-go. So we've got to make sure that we're expecting failure and that we're taking that failure when it comes with curiosity, with an opportunity to learn. And a really good example of this is when I was growing up, I was not good at math, right? I struggled with math. I didn't like it, you know, especially into high school. It was a real struggle for me in high school with math. <clears throat> but what would happen is I would I would get the math test, right? So, so I would write the test. I'm waiting to get the test back. And when I got the test back, I would see a bad mark, right? And that bad mark really hurt. Like I would look at that bad mark. And it really, really hurt. And and it felt really heavy, like a really bad failure. And so then the next time when I would, because I wanted to get good grades. So then the next time that I wrote a test, I'm already anticipating failure in a way that wasn't healthy. I'm starting to feel anxious. I'm worried about how, how badly I'm going to do with this with this test. And then I take the test. And then again, that mark comes back and maybe it wasn't good. Well, what I had to start to do in life was I had to start to change my approach. I had to, you know, expect that it, I wasn't going to get a hundred percent in everything. I had to expect that I was going to get questions wrong and that that was okay. And I had to approach those questions, those wrong answers, those bad scores with curiosity instead of just feeling like I'm so horrible at this. I had to go into it with curiosity. I had to go in and say, okay, these questions that I got wrong are now an opportunity. Like I'm glad that I got these questions wrong because it shows me now where I need to put more of my focus on. Whereas when I'm just looking at the overall mark as I failed, I'm not really looking for opportunities in that. So that's an example of how you can look for opportunities, right? Don't look at the whole thing as a failure, but rather look at it and say, okay, where do I need to improve here? Where are the gaps in my game? That will help you push past that failure. Another thing is just dealing with setbacks, right? Expect that things are going to come up. 
you're going to deal with some injuries. If you're working out harder, your body's going to feel like it needs more rest, right? You're going to slip up on your diet. You're going to have things that pop up that interfere with making that diet easy to follow. There's going to be parties. There's going to be family gatherings. There's going to be barbecues coming up in the summertime, you know, Christmas holiday dinners, those types of things. We have to, again, expect that those setbacks are going to come up, right? We want to try our best to plan for setbacks also, plan for plateaus. Dr. Riley, um, who you've seen on this podcast before, if you've watched previous episodes, Dr. Riley presented an amazing presentation all about plateaus and how we need to expect plateaus. We need to approach plateaus in a different way. And many people look at a plateau as a setback. But if you can reframe what a setback is in your mind, you can reframe the way your process and the way your progress actually looks, right? When you stand on a plateau, it's very easy to say like, oh, where do I go from here? I'm stuck. You know, there's nowhere left to go up. But how often are we looking back at the climb? How often are we looking back and saying like, wow, this, this plateau that I've just reached is actually an achievement, not a failure, right? And so if we can learn to expect that we're going to have setbacks, then they don't feel as, as daunting. They don't feel as, as overtaking on us if we're not expecting them, right? We need to make sure that when those, when those setbacks come as well, we need to have a level of acceptance, right? When you get injured, it's frustrating because you can't do the same things that you were doing. Maybe it stalls your progress. You know, for me, I, my shoulder injury that I've been dealing with for over a year or what feels like a year now, and then previous shoulder injuries from years past, you know, it's really put a, it's really been a setback for my strength goals. It's really been a setback for building muscle in my upper body. But we have to accept it first. We have to be willing to accept the fact that we are going to get pushed back. We are going to have plateaus. And when we can accept it and just say, okay, it is what it is right now, then we remove the frustration for the most part. It's still frustrating. Of course it is. It's still frustrating. We always want to move forwards. But if we can accept it, we remove some of that frustration and we give ourselves the opportunity to look for what else is here, right? What else can I work on? What's the opportunity from this setback? Again, we're looking for opportunities in everything when we're looking for big goals. It's a process. We got to look for opportunities along the way. And having dealing with a setback like an injury gives you an opportunity to stop, assess, take a look around and ask yourself, what's the opportunity here for me? Is there an opportunity for me to focus on a different area? Is there an opportunity for me to focus on my mind? Or is there an opportunity to focus on my body now? Where are the opportunities here? A really big thing with setbacks, and this is something that goes back to martial arts and the community aspect of it, is when you're experiencing setbacks, right? You have to find some support. You can't do it alone. So if it's a mental setback and you need somebody to talk to, like find that support. If it's a physical setback and you need a personal trainer or a physiotherapist to help you get through that, get support with it. Whatever it is, when you're dealing with a setback, when you're dealing with something that feels like has stalled your progress, lean on the support that's around you. Lean on communities, lean on friends, lean on paid support that you can find. You got to use other people. You got to be with other people. You got to let people prop you up 
and push you forwards, right? Sometimes those setbacks feel like just constant resistance, constant resistance. Well, get some support behind you and get some pressure and push and push. And you'll push past some of those setbacks after you've taken that chance to maybe sit back and and look for the opportunities in that, right? Uh, There's a a phrase that I kind of came up with. It's like, you know, I want you to, when you next time you're dealing with a setback, right? Take that time, approach it with opportunity, with curiosity, but then don't just set back, but push back, right? Look at setbacks as resistance, as an opportunity for you to show what you're actually made of. It's very easy when we when we hit a setback, when we hit some resistance, to go like, oh, things feel so much harder all of a sudden, right? Oftentimes, that's that's your opportunity to really get stronger. That's your opportunity to really show what you're made of. You get injured and it's much easier to just not work out that day. Now you get to show what you're made of. You get to get in the gym. You get to adjust your workout. You get to show that you can push past these things. And that is really what defies, defines the people who are setting and achieving those big, goal, big goals versus the people who are setting and not achieving those big goals is that pushback, that ability to push through some of those setbacks to really show what you're made of. That's huge, right? And it's it's really easy to be because I talk about something called consistency over perfection, which is another big piece of achieving big goals is like this mindset that it's not going to be perfect along the way, the same way that we expect failure, the same way that we need to approach setbacks. We need to have this mindset that it's not going to be a perfect ride. It's not going to look exactly the same every single day. You have to really try to allow yourself to embrace that as long as you're being more consistent than not, you're going to get there eventually. And that, like I said, the process is not going to look perfect. You're going to have days that aren't as good. You're going to have workout sessions that aren't your best, but it's about getting in. It's about staying consistent with your habits, staying consistent with your actions and your mindsets and trying to continue to push through with that consistency over perfection mindset. That's going to be so huge for you. Okay. Another one, another big lesson here, and we're we're going through rapid fire here today. Okay, we're going rapid fire, but another really big lesson for you is set goals with intention and set goals that are purpose-driven goals. Another big thing that we just talked about at the New Year Ninja Retreat was what is the purpose? What's your why behind your goals? And you've heard me talk about this over and over and over again on this podcast, but I can't harp on it enough. You have to set goals with purpose. You have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Because when you get to the purpose underneath the simple goals that you're setting, and I know your goals are not simple, right? But when you really do the work, when you really dig deep, when you really get below the surface, you start to realize that the goal is insignificant to the purpose. And you start to realize that when you you have a goal of, let's say, losing 20 pounds, that goal, when you look at the why underneath it, when you really understand the purpose behind why losing 20 pounds is important to you, it's so much easier to have that consistency over perfection mindset. Because if you say, I want to lose 20 pounds, the way that I'm going to do that is by going to the gym three days a week. When you miss that one workout, or when you feel like you couldn't get that one one full hour of a workout, 
It's going to feel like a failure. But when you have a purpose behind that goal, when you understand why you're doing what you're doing, you start to realize that every little bit counts towards that purpose. Every little bit counts towards the goals. And when you're looking to achieve a purpose, when you're constantly pushing forwards for a purpose, all the goals start to go along the way. You start to achieve goals without even realizing it. You start to check off goals with more ease. And you're not so focused on having to check the boxes. You're just focused on continuing to push forwards, continuing to make progress. So you got to set goals with purpose, set intentional, purpose-driven goals. So important. The last thing that I'm going to talk about in this episode today, and we already touched on it a little bit, but it's community, okay? When you're achieving big things, you have to set yourself up with the right community. Set yourself up around people that you want to be like, right? Never be the smartest person in the room. Never be the hardest working person in the room. Surround yourself with driven people, people who want similar things that you do, people who have already achieved things that you want to achieve. When you surround yourself with those types of people, you're surrounding yourself with the people that are going to push you forwards, that are going to hold you up, that are going to propel you, that are going to continue to motivate you. But if you got yourself surrounded with yes people, with people who are just going to tell you what you want to hear all the time, with people who are being lazy, with people who are not working towards achieving big life goals, then you're going to become mediocre like they are. You got to surround yourself with people who are pushing themselves the way that you need to push yourself. And if you can do that, then you're going to find yourself finding better circles. You're going to find yourself feeling more motivated and you're going to find yourself more driven on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis so that you can achieve your big life goals. Look, I have experience with achieving big goals. I started martial arts when I was five years old. I didn't achieve my black belt until I was 18 years old. Took me a long time to achieve those goals. But I really believe that if you can approach your big goals with the right mindset, then you can achieve anything. If this episode was helpful for you, I'm so glad. Please let me know if you can. I would love it if you can go on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening, and give us a rating, give us a five star rating or a one star rating, whatever you thought of the episode. But please help us out with that. And I would also love it if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, like, share. If you can subscribe, that would be amazing in helping support this channel so that I can continue to spread my knowledge, that I can continue to provide valuable content to more people like you who, who appreciate it, who, who value what I have to say um, and who want to achieve big life goals also. I thank you for joining me today on this episode and I'll see you in the next one. For additional support or to work with one of us one-on-one, -on -one, go to our website, www.wellnessdojo.ca. You can also find us on Instagram, at wellnessdojoyyc, or on all other social media platforms searching The Wellness Dojo. We'll see you in the next episode.